Are we recording this time? Yes, we are. All right, lads and lasses. Uh, and good day, mates. Welcome to another episode of the Turn of the Podcast, uh, which everyone knows by now is easily the Southern Hemisphere's best dedicated Newcastle United podcast um, when we remember to press the record button. So today, again, we're going to be talking about the states of the current transfer window. And following that, we'll get into a preview of the ultra super duper mega mega important away game at Leeds this weekend. Um, <laughs> I'm joined today by Craig, Clammy Craig, up there in Cairns. How are you going, mate? I'm going to can you make yourself. Uh, I feel like I've done this before. Serious uh, <laughs> <laughs> case of deja vu, you lads. Oh fucking hell! Uh, yeah, <laughs> and I've also got uh, Andy Carroll lookalike and. Resident Newcastle angry man, it's Dimmy down in Victoria. How are you going, Dimmy? I'm good. I'm not angry. I'm uh, I'm feeling good. I am ready for the pod. Good. Again, yes. And yes. we have a guest today to talk mostly about the Leeds game. It's Dan, the Leeds fan man. Uh, welcome <laughs> to the pod, Dan. How are you going? Good, mate. Good. Cheers. I'm <laughs> uh, really good. Much better Brilliant. now that I'm over COVID. Man. Oh yes, excellent. Well done. Um, so just quickly. Uh, Dan, again, in, in say 60 seconds or so, can you uh, tell us uh, where you're from? Because evidently that's not a Leeds accent. And uh, how come you sport Leeds? And uh, what are you doing around here in Australia? So I've been, a, uh, I'm a Welshman living in Australia. Uh, been uh, in Australia for about 10 years. Um, always been a Leeds fan because of my old man. My old man supported them back in the, uh, originally from the 60s and 70s. And uh, just yet, yeah, didn't give me much of a choice really. So I became a Leeds fan, and and here we are. Yeah. And uh, doing well to um, not get burnt or a crisp with that Welsh skin <laughs> of yours. Well, I'm in isolation, so I can't go out. So it's actually great for me. Actually. <laughs> oh, very good. Yeah, but ten years, though, you've done a good job of dodging the sun. Yeah, so, so far so good. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, welcome to the show, Dan. Great to have you along. Cheers, and we're going to get straight into the transfer shenanigans right after this. All right, so this probably won't be that long a talk about the transfer window since absolutely now it's happened since last week when we last talked about it. I was just saying before there that uh, last time we talked about this, seven days ago, I was getting really excited. There's lots of talk about all these big money uh, players that we were going to sign. And uh, it just seemed like a matter of time. You know, it felt that we were on a roll. Um, really exciting. Far cry from the Mike Ashley days when, you know, you have to scrape together a penny for whoever, um, whoever shit probably. Um, now we're talking about all these superstars. Money's flying around all over the place, at least in the papers. Um, and here we are seven days later, still haven't signed anyone new. Uh, we had that depressing draw with Watford, um, which if we had a one-off, we would have been out of the bottom three, but now we're bottom, but now we're second bottom of the league. And I've got this sense of frustration building now. You know, we're still being linked to dozens and dozens of different players, most of which I've never heard of before, which is no great surprise, but uh, there's lots of noise coming from all these different directions, these uh, different reporters from different areas, all these ITKs, which I know Jack hates. But they're all kind of agreeing that we're putting in these offers, all kind of agreeing that we're interested in these players. There's sometimes some contradictions, and you know that can be frustrating, but that's kind of normal for every transfer window. But what's really getting on my tits right now and getting me really frustrated is that, especially since last week, we've desperately needed new players in the team, and it, as if it needed to be highlighted, it, there's Lascelles getting dominated by a midget um, in the 87th minute 
Uh, you know, he's facing his goalkeeper when you should be looking the other way. You know, just a total masterclass in how to not defend. Uh, and he's the bloody captain as well. Um, so it's it's painfully obvious that we need some reinforcements. Um, and my concern is that we are so shit that the, sh- the, the sense of urgency, I think the sense of urgency is there, but the sense of actually something really getting close to happening isn't there. Um, we needed someone in before Leeds. Uh, we are so bad at the back that we're going to get murdered probably. We'll get into that in a bit. But uh, we needed someone in, at least one person in, in centre-back position, certainly, before Leeds. And here we are, what, six days later, um, and now, uh, you know, we've spent most of our time chasing this fella, Diego Carlos, at Sevilla. And um, we've had offers rejected. We've agreed fees with the player himself but the club are sticking to their guns they want um i've read that they want 50 million euros to uh to agree to the sale but even then even if we give them 50 mil they might just move the goalposts and it'll be 60 mil and then we'll just go around and around in circles but he's a center we desperately need a center back and, and he's meant to be quite good but yeah seven days later nothing's happened i'd love to have a central defensive midfielder even but christ let's get the center back sorted if we can um so i'm getting really frustrated that we haven't got anyone in um i'm really worried about this weekend uh dan's probably going to enjoy how much we we aren't looking forward to this um this game uh but six days later since last week uh craig that since we last spoke how are you feeling about uh the transfer windows that stands right now um been apprehensive to be honest because everything's gone a bit stale and a bit stagnant uh, <coughs> Nothing happening or nothing that's in the immediate press anyway. Uh, there's been a few talks that two players were close. One which was Carlos, the other was an unnamed player. So Carlos, uh, I think he said in a pre-match interview that he's staying with uh, Sevilla for the foreseeable now. So whether that's just talk and get more money or whatever, who knows. Uh, there's this Ateki kid who's the next David Trezeguet or Mbappe. Again, another one that we've had personal terms agreed with but no fee agreed with the club. It's, I don't know what's happening. Again, I think it's inexperience with our board. I think it's a case of uh, other clubs trying to take advantage of us. And to be honest, why wouldn't they? And uh, what I expect us to do the same. Uh, it's, um, it's a tough window regardless of how much money you've got. And unfortunately, being the richest club in the world uh, puts you on a very high profile and everybody takes notice of when you've got a bit of extra coin in your back pocket. The richest and probably the most desperate club in the world, I think, at this stage. Uh, mm-hmm. Dimmy, how do you feel since we signed Wood about a week ago? Yeah, very frustrated. I mean, the Watford result just compounded everything, I think, because copying a last-minute equaliser kept us still in the relegation zone. And I think the whole mood around the club and the fan base was, all right, our centre-backs are terrible. Lascelles is an absolute hack. Shah is always out of position. We need a centre-back at least this week to give that squad a bit of a bit of belief, a bit of confidence that we can go to Leeds and actually defend like a Premier League team. Um, and the fact that we haven't been able to secure anyone as of recording this on Thursday, Thursday evening, Aussie time, is is frustrating because you can't say that We've they've been planning for this for a long time. I mean, we're 20 days into the window. Clubs clubs are milking us. That's clear from the Botman deal, where the goalposts moved from 30 to 35 to 40. Clubs know we are desperate. Clubs know we've got a lot of money, 
And that's not a good recipe for us because every time we're just, we're just about think we're there. We've agreed personal terms. Not sure how that happens before the fee gets agreed, but we agree personal terms. It's just about to be accepted. And then no, they want an extra 2 million or an extra 5 million. So our new owners are getting a, a crash course in how, how to operate transfer windows and it's not going well so far. The only saving grace for us is as it stands, Leeds this week is our only game for the rest of the transfer window. So even if we don't get anybody in before Leeds, which it looks like now, even if we do, they won't be registered in time. We've got eight more days after that game to to somehow find three, four, five players for our next for our next league game. So very frustrating, but hopeful that there's something around the corner. Great. I'll take a bit of hope. If you've got some hope, I'll have it. Cheers for that, <laughs> Dimmy. Um, so just coming back to this fella, Diego Carlos, um, his, his club 150 mil, we've bid, last I read, about 35 mil, that's in euros. Um, so, you know, we're a little bit off on that one. Um, as you say, we're doing that shithouse tactic where we kind of tap up the player. It's essentially tapping up the player, saying, hey, look, come to us, we'll triple your wages, um, and why don't you whinge to your club and see if you can get them to release you? That's that kind of whole shithouse way of doing things. Uh, that's how desperate I think we are right now. Um he uh, he played last night actually in the one uh, one draw against Valencia. So you know at least he knows what a draw is. You get plenty of them over here. So you know pretty good. He's got some uh, experience there. Um, but I remember reading a few people saying, "Oh well, that's evidence that he's not going to be coming to Newcastle." In. And I was like, "Wait, you know, hold on. Didn't didn't Trippier play like a, the day before he flew out for yep. a for a medical or something? Yeah. So yes, you did. never know. I mean, I do kind of suspect Sevilla will." Just shift the goalposts again and play this thing out all the way to the end of the month. I reckon actually there'll be a whole bunch of movement on the last week. Might even be down the last day, you know, um, maybe even the last hour, uh, because we are so desperate. And I think those big piles of cash sitting on the table in front of these teams will at some point probably look really tempting, you know. We're also being heavily linked to Jesse Lingard uh, on a loan deal, uh, doubling his wages from from what I last heard. A winger or midfield. I thought he was a winger, but um, yeah, you played through the middle as well, apparently. Um, and we're also being continuously linked to Ekateki. He was another one who we've sort of tried to tap up behind the scenes and uh, hasn't quite worked out for us. So uh, just before we kind of move on to the preview of Leeds, because there's not a great deal of point in spending much more time on the transfer window when we've done nout since last week. But of these three players, um, any thoughts first to you, Craig? Carlos, I do think it'll happen, but it's going to drag on for the rest of the window. Um Ideally, I'd love to have a signing before Leeds, but like Dimmy said, don't think it's going to happen. Uh, there is a slim chance we could get Lingard in on loan before the Leeds game, um, but very uh, minimal training. Uh, he's not going to need any time to adjust to the league, which is a good thing, but getting used to uh, how the other players uh, perform and everything, that's going to be almost impossible. And uh, the Ekateki lad, apparently that one is as dead in the water as it has been. Uh, it's um, not looking likely, but again, like you said, towards the back end of the window, anything can happen. Yeah, and Dimi, anything you want to add there? Yeah, similar, similar to Craig. I reckon Carlos eventually will probably come. Sevilla will, will cave and on that price tag. But unfortunately for us, we, we're short of time, not Sevilla. They're, they're chasing the La Liga title. They're in the Europa League. They're... They've got bigger fish to fry than us. We're desperate just to get one win, let alone challenging for titles. So, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. that's that's the problem for us. We're we're desperate. They're not. So they're they're happy to drag it out till the thirty first of January at 
10 p.m. or 11:59, whenever the whenever the window closes. So that's that's the problem. I mean, I think Jesse Lingard would be a fantastic signing for us. I think we really lack any sort of creativity in the final third, if not for Sam Maximan to do something out of his backside. I mean, that goal on the weekend. Besides that, he didn't do anything. But yeah. if he if it's, it seems like if he doesn't do that or he doesn't make something happen by beating two or three players, nobody else will. So Lingard would at least give us another option um, creatively, and that might might open the floodgates for for chances created. So I think the Jesse Lingard one we really got to go for. I mean, United's not Man United's not going to offer him a new deal. He he needs game time before the World Cup. It's it's it sounds like an easy deal to do. So hopefully, whatever the loan fee is, um, we pay up and and get him in. I think I heard it was a two mil fee, but then I don't think there was any mention of the. No, actually, yeah, we're going to double his wages, won't we? So, yeah, two million yeah. double wages. So, yeah, a fair yeah. bit of outlay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I do wonder if we can get Lingard in. Uh, he would obviously be the easiest one to try and get in before Leeds, but by Christ, we haven't got a lot of time to sort that shit out. Dan, um, I know this is about Newcastle, but uh, obviously you would have heard of uh, Jesse Lingard there. Um, I don't know yeah. if you've heard of the other two. Just as a football fan in general, have you got any sort of feeling on uh, where Newcastle should be... Um, out of those three players anyway, or maybe some other player that you've heard uh, who we should be focusing on getting in this window? Yeah, I think um, I think definitely at the back, you guys need some bodies in there. Um, definitely struggling there, but uh, Lingard, yeah, it would be a great signing for you. Um, I think for, for you guys, especially in this January transfer window, obviously you touched on it a bit, you kind of, uh, the pressure's on really to get something in or get, get deals done quite quickly. I think you guys just need I know it's easier said than done, but you need guys that are really just going to keep you up, right? Just so you can kind of have a have, have the window at the end of the season and, and crack on from there. But I think it's important you guys get players in that can keep you up. I think Chris Wood's a good signing for you guys. It's interesting to you what you guys think on that, actually. I know obviously yeah. he's an ex-Leeds player. Yeah, I was always a fan of him, but I know he's got kind of mixed reviews. But yeah, I think that, that was a good signing for you, I thought. Um, but yeah, I think you need more like that. You know, players yep. that are ready to play straight away, like like you said, you know, players that can just step in uh, and don't need to be brought up to, to kind of match fitness and, and, and can do a job for you straight away because I think, you, let's be honest, you need, you need it now. Oh, Christ. I right, do we not? I mean, we don't ask for much. We just want to win a game. You know, it'd be nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one game all freaking season. Just give us another win, man. How are we? You know, how, uh, how, are we still, how are we still two points off uh, safety as well? It's ridiculous. We've won it's one just, game out of 20, yet we're yeah. two points from safety. Because we've drawn about, we've drawn yeah, a million so of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and uh, everyone else is shit down there as well. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that's because everyone else is shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, thanks for that, Dan. Um, just before we continue on to the preview, uh, Bobby in the chat there, he mentioned that we, um, we well, mentioned a, a male sport tweet saying that Newcastle uh, have stepped up their efforts to sign by Leverkusen's left back, Mitchell Bakker. Was that Michael Bacher? Mitchell Bakker? By tabling a 14.5 million pound offer to secure the 21 year old services. So you never know, that might end up coming to something. Um, a left back, I still think we need centre backs more than that. But um, anybody in the defence, I think is probably good for us, you know. Um, let's see where that one goes. All right. So that will do for the transfer window. Not a lot to talk about since bug rolls happened since last week. Um, so we'll just get straight on and into the Leeds preview right after this little short break. All right, so let's get into the business of previewing this Leeds game. Oh, Jesus Christ. 
I've got this deep sense of foreboding that we're going to get absolutely murdered in this game. And uh, let's just start, if we can, by kind of highlighting as if we didn't know the importance of this game to Newcastle. And you could argue Leeds as well to some extent. Um, sure. There's Newcastle. As you say, Demi somehow still within touching distance of safety with Watford. Three losses followed by two draws. Uh, this kind of formed things the wrong way around for some reason. Uh, Norwich, Norwich are starting to put together a few uh, few wins here. Um, I think everyone thought they were gone, but um, yeah, they're starting to get a little lease of life. Um, Burnley are sitting there with all those games in hand, so you never really know where you are until they've got those out of the way. Um, so you can you can argue that it's a false position anyway. But there we are, second bottom, Leeds up there in fifteenth, the dizzy heights of fifteenth. How we would love to be in fifteenth right now would be bloody awesome. Uh, the, the red outline is what I'm kind of classing as the mini league that we've referred to a few times uh, on this podcast. So that's basically Burnley at the bottom, then us, then Norwich, then Wofford, and then Everton. And then there's a three-point gap from Everton to Leeds. And uh, and then it goes up from there, Brentford, Aston Villa, and so on. That's the mini league. That's where we are. That's why we need um, some much-needed points. We have the second-worst goal difference, which will come as no surprise to anybody. Uh, because I don't know if I've mentioned it yet, but our defence is shit. So that's where we are. Uh, these are the fixtures that are coming up. So we got that 1-1 at Watford, uh, Leeds to come, and then we've got Everton, and then Villa, and then West Ham. So at least Leeds, Everton, and Villa are teams around us. Um, in one way or another, we've got to pick up some points, and we've got to do it pretty damn soon. So that's the context of the game, as if we didn't know. Recent signings, Danny touched on it, uh, Chris Wood last week. Didn't do a lot last game. He, I, I mean, to be fair, he'd only been in the club for like two minutes. So a new body, half the players don't know how he's going. Well, all the players don't really know what he expects, don't really know where he wants the ball to go, Doesn't don't really know his runs or his movement. Hopefully by the time he plays Leeds, there'll be a little bit more understanding, having had a full week on the training pitch. And also, of course, Trippier, that, this, will be, this will be his uh, third game, if I'm correct on that. I believe his third game. And uh, he was... He was all right against um, Watford, I think. Don't really remember him doing anything particularly amazing, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. He didn't fuck it up, which I do remember happening from Lascelles. <laughs> Thank you very much, Lascelles. Um, but the very fact that he didn't do that is, is probably a good thing. So let's have a look at what we think uh, the boys make of our lineup. Craig, do you want to talk us through? Um, why don't you start by just kind of giving us a, a feeling for how Wood did, especially last week since Dan's here and we can kind of all talk about him. Um, I thought he was fine, but didn't get any service. I've always liked Wood. I, I thought he's, I thought he's, I thought he's an excellent player with Burnley, actually. I'm looking forward to seeing what he does. And uh, he's great in the air as well, so we'll get some nice crosses to him. He'll, I'm sure he'll nuts him in. Uh, but what do you reckon of Wood from last week? And uh, yeah, talk us through your team, please. Uh, well, Wood from last week, he just didn't get the service that he needs, to be honest. And I do think uh, Fraser and uh, Maxi were too far away from him uh, for those knockdowns and uh, holding the ball up, playing uh, three up front, but they were all too far apart. Uh, hence why I've gone with this formation right now. Uh, so starting at the back, we've got a Debravka and goal. I uh, don't think he's going to lose his position. Uh, even after his sort of mistake of releasing the ball too early, um, yeah. which led up to the Watford equaliser. And then across the back, starting from the left, we've got Dubbit, who I think will retain his place. I don't think he put really a foot wrong, considering he's had some like six, seven months out in his first game back. And Lascelles, he's the captain, so he's not going to be dropped, unfortunately, because I think he should be. 
Shaw, he'll keep his position there because it's either him or Kieran Clark. And I'd rather have no one if Kieran Clark's not. <laughs> and <laughs> oh, um, Trippier he'll keep his position there as long as he's fit he's easily the best defender in the team uh, that goes without saying and then Stone on the left hand side but Fraser which I think it was his more favoured position when he was at Bournemouth to be honest I think it was uh, then we've got Shelby and Joel Linton in the middle uh, with Murphy uh, on the right hand side again a natural winger who can cross the ball in and playing the number 10 role or maybe slightly higher up just behind Wood uh, but some max man with Wood up front. Basically a 4-4-1-1 or push up to a 4-4-2 if needed. Yep, cool. So no place for Sean Longstaff then? No. Um, Sean Longstaff, he can go and play left back in the changing rooms if he wants. Um, I don't want to see him in a black and white shirt ever again after his performance over the last few games. There's talk of him getting a new contract. Um, if that contract is with Vodafone, he can go sign with them for two years if he wants to. Um, I'm about that. Um, but yeah, he's not Newcastle quality, let alone Premier League quality, and that says everything. It's a real shame, you know. He was starting to develop really nicely under Rafa, but then he got bruised, he got cabbaged, and uh, <laughs> and now you know, and now he's probably being outclassed by an actual cabbage. So, um, <laughs> bit of a shame about that, um, especially with being a local lad. Uh, Demi, let's move on to yours. Uh, again, what do you think of Wood last week, and then let's talk about your lineup here. Yes, I, I thought Wood wasn't too bad. I mean, the problem with with last week was there was no service. I mean, the first half, there was a few crosses from Fraser and Trippier's side. Um, but a big number nine like that, you need to give him service. You've got to cross the ball. I mean, if we were crossing it, we weren't even beating the first man. So I can't really lay blame to him any part of last week's performance. He held the ball up not not too bad. Won, won some fouls, which is, which is okay as a centre forward. Um, but especially in the last half an hour, the the gaps in midfield and the the pitch was too stretched where every time Wood received the ball, there was nobody within a mile of him. So he couldn't play off anybody. He couldn't sort of bring the team up the pitch. So no blame for him. But I think there's a lot more to come from from Wood. In terms of in terms of my lineup, I've gone slightly different to Craig. I've dropped the captain. I there's in my opinion He's had his last. He's had his last chance. He's he's done in my eyes. His confidence is clearly shot. He can't pass the ball. He can't defend. He can't header the ball. So what is he there for? Clearly nothing. Get him out of the team. I mean, just just because he's in an armband on his shoulder, that does nothing. So I've gone, I've gone. Paul Dummett, actually, who I think is not a too not too bad of a centre back. Probably in my opinion these days, Dummett as a centre back is is better than a left-back because left-back, he doesn't really offer you anything going forward. So we're a little bit unbalanced on the ball going forward, whereas as a centre-half, he's not asked to bomb up and down that wing. So I've gone Dummett and Shah at the, in, in the two centre-half positions. I've gone Jamal Lewis at left-back. I thought he was quite promising in the first few games under Eddie Howe. He looked, he looked good. He's got a great engine, can cross the ball, um, and gives us gives us another overlapping threat with Fraser on that left hand side in the midfield of of drop long stuff again just just like Craig said I mean he's trash he's only his only thing that he does at the moment he, he runs around and he covers the pitch but but that's all he can't pass the ball he's scared to receive the ball so for me there's no reason why he should be anywhere near the first team 
I've gone Joe Linson in a bit more of a different role this week. I mean, he's been doing well in, in the box-to-box role, but I think we need to have him a bit further up the pitch. So I've gone Joe Linson just in behind Chris Wood with ASM on the right-hand side and Joe Willick in the middle along with Shelby. I mean, we're not talking the cream of the crop here from, from our starting 11. There's not too much to choose from at the moment, but as, as we're not expecting any new signings coming in, I think Willick gives us a little bit more of a positive threat. I mean, hopefully he can recapture some of that second half of the season form as he did last year. Maybe he was waiting for February to turn his form around. This could be the time for him. And I think Joe Linson, we're probably asking too much from him now to be chasing up and down and being that cutter in the midfield. I think he probably deserves a little bit more freedom going forward to support to support Wood. So that's that's how I think we should go on the weekend. Yeah, I seem to remember Dummett playing at centre-back before when there was like tons of injuries and he did all right, actually. And uh, yeah, he hasn't got any pace, has he? So I suppose being in the middle where he doesn't need it so much is, is not a bad idea. It'll be kind of controversial or dropping the cells just purely because he's the captain. So I'll be looking forward to the fume on Twitter if that actually comes to pass. Uh, that'll be joyful. And uh, yeah, Willock, well, you know, he's basically Kennedy season two right now, isn't he? Um, except we were able to get rid of Kennedy. And uh, unfortunately, we've signed Willock. Um, I would love to see him. I would love to see him start playing like he did last season because he was imperious. He was he was brilliant. You know, he was he basically saved us. Uh, yeah, how many was it? Like seven goals in seven games seven or seven. something? Yeah, seven and yeah. seven. Yeah. So yeah, I really want to see him do that again. Obviously, but um, so far he looks probably the least interested of all the players at the minute to to actually be in the team. So that's a bit of a concern. All right, um, Dan. Before we come to your lineup, I uh, just want to touch on the last game first. So, quite a good win that one at three-two away to uh, the Hammers. Um, probably, I think most people would have expected a defeat there. Um, and also, like it was a reverse of the FA Cup. Is that kind of strange yeah. fixture thing, wasn't it? Where you you play the one week and then you play the next in a different competition? Um, yeah. So, give us an idea about how that game went. Uh, where you where you thought the strengths and weaknesses were from um, from Leeds? Uh, you might not want to talk about the weaknesses too much, but let's tell us about your strengths <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah, how you managed to get that three two win. Yeah, great result. Um, as you said, uh, not even like that. I didn't expect us to go there and get too much. To be honest, I definitely would have taken the draw. Uh, especially it was, I mean, we lost 2 0 the week before. Uh, it was an FA Cup game, but even with the FA Cup game, with the amount of injuries you've got at the moment, it was still a, a, you know, a very young squad, particularly the FA Cup game. Um, and then, yeah, it was an absolute brilliant result um, on the weekend. Um, just typical leads, I think, especially under Bielsa, anyway. Um, the way we played just went at them straight up. First 10 minutes uh, for us was, we, we were really good. Um, Thing is, release. If we can get that goal when we when we do put teams under pressure, we do tend to go on and do quite well. We don't tend to lose many from from winning positions. If we go one and left, we tend to do well from there. And we did that, uh, even though they came back into the game, which I expected. Uh, West Ham, um, obviously, been in the top four. They're on an awesome season at the moment. Um, yeah, obviously, Jack Harrison got us uh, a hat trick. Um, I think that's the first time he's even scored more than two goals in a game for, for the longest time. So that was that was also unexpected, but I'll definitely take that again. Um, yeah, Rafinha again, I mean, he was, he's just a different class. I mean, uh, he's definitely above probably the, the level um, where Leeds are at the moment. But if we can uh, keep hold of him this, this January, that'll definitely be another win for us. Um, 
yeah, just all in all, just a, just such a good game. Even the youngsters that came into, because uh, again, not really much choice uh, to pick from for Bielsa at the moment. A lot of kids, a lot of debuts again for teenagers. Even the guys that came in did really well. Um, and they all kind of, they seem to know, uh, they all know what they need to be doing under Bielsa, which is evident, especially when all these kids come in. You can see they all play the same way. And we did really well, yeah. Brilliant result. So was it essentially the same team from the FA Cup that then played next week in the Premier League or was there a substantial it was, change still? It, it, it was pretty much, there was a few changes in there. We had some really young kids. I think uh, I mentioned it to Craig earlier, I can't remember if he was on there or off here, but um, we had a 15-year-old on the bench against uh, West Ham in the, in the first game. And, uh, I mean, I'm sure he's great, but I mean, you, you don't tend to have 15-year-olds on the bench too often uh, in, you know, in, 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 with Premier League squads. But uh, yeah, it was very similar, very similar uh, team that started. Just um, just a couple of changes here and there. A few kids came in in the FA Cup game, but then we had, we had a, a couple of senior players come back in. But no, there's not much to choose from at the moment, so it wasn't a huge difference now. Yeah, and Bielsa is uh, obviously a great coach. I think uh, all the Leeds fans pretty much love him, like we did with Rafa. I suppose uh, kind of got that cool status. Yeah. Um, yeah. But this season's been quite different from last season, hasn't it? And last season, you were kind of just destroying everyone, basically. Uh, this season's yeah. kind of gone wrong. Is that because of the injuries? I, I think it's definitely played a huge part in it, um, if not the, the biggest part, to be honest. Um, I don't know what I was just speaking as a Leeds fan, but yeah, you, you can't not mention the injuries when you look at where we are. We never really had a settled team um, all season. Um, like at one point, I think it was... At one point, it was up to almost... You know, eleven or twelve players out, and they they were all first teamers. I think the only ever present this year is our goalkeeper. Right. So it's been it's been yeah, it's been crazy. So yeah, I definitely think that's that's one of the reasons why we are struggling this year. But um, kind of hopefully it's starting to change that around. Some players coming back, some key players coming back into the side. Um, hopefully we can string some results together <clears> and, and get out of this. Yeah, well, hopefully not too many results. You know. Uh... <laughs> So, give us an idea of what Leeds' strengths are. You might as well talk from where the team is right now, because there's not much point in talking about a different team. But as the team is right now, is your strength really just that kind of blitzkrieg approach where you just dominate for the first 10 minutes and hope that you get a few goals and then sit back maybe a little bit? Um, I definitely don't think we sit back. I think even if you guys went 3-0 up or we went 3-0 up within 10 minutes, it doesn't really matter. I think we played the same regardless, um, which is a neutral watching it is great. Um, and for the most part as well, being a Leeds fan is great. Must be nice. Yeah. Sorry. It must be nice. What yeah. we tend to do is, uh, yeah, we tend to get a goal and then we we'll go home basically and just leave <laughs> wide open for anybody to do anything. We're absolutely shite. Yeah. Go on. Sorry. So, yeah. so what's so what's your strengths? Go on. Continue. Yeah. But probably like you're looking at Rafinha again. Uh, Jack Harrison got a uh, hat trick last weekend. Um, even Dan James up front. I mean Patrick Bamford like the, the, the obviously huge for us last year. Uh, he's yeah. been out most of the season. Um, he may be coming back, but I'm not sure. Bielsa doesn't tend to change a win inside if he can help it. So um, he probably will be looking at the same side-ish um, that, that faced West Ham last week. But uh, yeah, definitely you have to look out for that. that just that attack everywhere really on the pitch for the leagues at the moment, particularly Rafinha. Yeah, he's definitely right. the, the biggest threat. So would you say the weaknesses in a kind of Newcastle perspective would be to target those younger players who perhaps don't have the 
first team experience? Is there some area on your your lineup that you think you know what if anyone if anyone knew what they were doing they would just go down that line or they would attack that player and uh, yeah, you know, see the joy? To be honest, it's, it's difficult. I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, but I think they'll just they'll come out they'll play you the same as they play anyone. I think I don't think it matters whether you're you know Newcastle, whether it's Man City. I, I generally don't think they they target a particular area. I think they just go out there and, and play. Um, attacking football, regardless, I, I don't think really this, or it, it seems like that anyway. He doesn't really look too much into particular areas where he can exploit. He just kind of goes for it regardless. So it's going to be a difficult game for you, I think, to be honest. Oh, every game is difficult, mate. With shit, yeah, I don't know. Sure. I don't know if I've mentioned that yet. Um, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but but I, what I was asking really was like from the perspective of Newcastle. Let's say you're uh, Eddie Howe and you're thinking, right, I need to know how to beat Leeds. Uh, you're a Leeds fan. You watch them week in, week out. Where would you say was the weakness that Newcastle could potentially exploit? And I'm definitely going to tell Eddie how. Yeah, set pieces probably. They seem to struggle from there. Um, right. Uh, Counter attacking, like again, because he plays the same way mm. with any other team uh, against any team. Sorry. Um, Counter attack is always always going to be uh, an area to to kind of get at Leeds for sure because they'll have so many players forward. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Just, just that counter attack is is probably your, your best hope. And you definitely got the player to do that in Sam Maximum. You always tend to do the business against us, for sure. Great, that's wonderful to hear. Uh, we we just want him to pass the ball to somebody. To be honest with you, <laughs> uh, <laughs> how did he play last game? I didn't see the full game. I watched the highlights. Uh, no, nah, he was terrible. Yeah, he, he was. He, he basically just kind of did a lot of running to dead ends. Uh, he was he was marked pretty tightly in fairness as well as Wood actually. He does and, tend um, to be Disney, yeah, of course. Yeah, you know it's one of those things where everyone knows what he's going to do, so you kind of just try and give him uh, two or three men around him. Obviously that leaves space behind, but uh, last week especially he was losing the ball left, right, and centre uh, up until the point where he scored the goal, which you know which was fantastic because I was I'd slagged him off up until that point. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, made me look like a right tit. Yeah, well that's it, and that's kind of why you would persist with him in the team because. He's about the only he's person who will do that. Isn't he? Yeah. yeah, I think Demi was saying that. He's about the only That's, person who can make something out of nothing. Yeah. Well, sadly, sadly, ASM's not the sort of one who's going to cross the ball early. No. He's sort of the one who's going to try and dribble <laughs> yeah. half your team and then, and then try to cross the ball. But he's the sort of player that he's unpredictable. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I mean, last week it didn't work until it did with the goal. But, but like Lee said, you need, especially us, we have no other options. So you need that sort of player who can do something different. And like you said... Dan, on the counter attack, that that might be a chance for us because you guys are going to be bombing forward. He might be one on one with your fullbacks, and that might be a good yeah. matchup for us. Yeah, we just have to yeah. not sit deep. If we sit deep and and try and defend, no, you we, can't we, invite, we, yeah, that's not going to work. No, we lose. We I've said it before. We cannot do it. We are absolute shite. It, uh, you almost have to come deep. at Leeds. I think that's that's a you know again going back to it, our weakness is definitely if teams come at us as well. That's where yeah that's where your best chance is for sure. Have you generally been okay at home? Uh, not too bad. Obviously the position we're in, we haven't been too good anywhere to be honest. Uh, too <laughs> inconsistent. Um, yeah, but yeah, last year we were good at home, but uh, yeah. Just it's it's huge for us. We need to get this. It's a big game for us too, for sure. Definitely yeah. need to get that one. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk your team. Let's see who you've gone with. Um, as you've, you've already mentioned, Rafinha up there. Dallas, he gets a few goals, doesn't he? Dallas, yeah, yeah, he does. He does. Yeah, he plays all over the shop as well. I mean, I put him in a right back there because 
but he, he drifts in. I mean, you got uh, Cocker in the centre, who's usually a centre back. Um, can play anywhere really along the back. Um, usually does uh, centre back. All against West Ham, he played at the centre defensive midfield. Um, but yeah, Dallas can play pretty much anywhere. Um, to be honest, that side is picked off like what we have. To be honest, it's the some of those could change. I think we got a couple of players coming back in. Potentially, as I was saying earlier with um, Bamford, I think he may be available. He could well be on the bench. I just don't think he'll start him yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so he'd probably go with James up front again, just like he did against West Ham. Um, if he can fix himself, if he's available, he's going in. Same with Harrison. Um, I've got Bate there, um, who's the kid that came on against West Ham. He's only 18. Um, whether he'll actually start, I'm not too sure. Again, it depends who's available, to be honest. I put him in there because I didn't have anyone else to pick. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, as I said, at the moment, it pretty much picks itself. Uh, strike at this uh, at the back there, came, uh, was out for a few weeks, came back against West Ham and had a really good game. So I fancy him to just slot back in. Um, yeah, Firpo actually lift uh, a left-back there. I've got him, he limped off against West Ham, so he could be out. I don't know the extent of that injury yet. He's come out and said that he, he may well be back, or I think that was actually um, uh, who actually said that. Uh, who do we have off? Uh, Forshaw, actually, who, who, who I've taken out and put bait in. Forshaw limped off as well, so we've got two more injuries, which I don't really know the full extent of yet. So I'll probably be roughly the side, I'd imagine. Right, okay. So one or two more injuries against Newcastle and you're going to be right up shit quick. <laughs> I think we already are. I don't see how we can get any worse, to be honest. <laughs> right. Uh, Melly is a good keeper, though, isn't he? Yeah, very good. Yeah, he's a great yeah. kid, too. I think he's 21. I nice. Know he broke the, the records for most most appearances in the Premier League for, for someone his, his age, and it's quite, quite a bit as well. So, no, he's yeah. good. Looks good. Sensational find, that guy. Uh, Craig... Jimmy, anything you want to say about this Leeds lineup or how Newcastle are going to go about breaking it down? Um, I think the the midfield, if Bate does start, and uh, what I mean, his Premier League debut was a, a sub effectively. He, what well, I don't know how long he played, what half an hour maybe. Yeah, he, there could be a few nerves. It'll be his home debut. Uh, there's always going to be some nerves uh, creaking in there. Maybe Joe Linton with his height, pace, and strength. Because he's actually quite a short fella, bit from what I've seen. Uh, he's not uh, the biggest there. So if we've got some long balls up in the midfield, I'd imagine uh, Joe Linton's just going to put himself on him, just so he out muscles and uh, out jumps him, which can only help us getting the ball further up the field. Uh, they do have some real threats in, like Harrison. He's going to be on an absolute high from his hat trick last week. And Rafina, like Dan says, he walks into that squad. Uh, James can be unpredictable. He can either hit one into row Z or he can hit one straight into the top corner. Uh, it's going to be an interesting game. I think the middle of the field is where it's going to be won or lost. And uh, Dimmy? Yeah, looking looking at that lineup, I'm thinking if if Lascelles plays and he gets out jumped by Dan James up up front, <laughs> then it's I'm no gonna way. I'm gonna take the next. I'm going to take the next flight to Newcastle and uh, <laughs> I might have to teach him a lesson because, no, I mean, looking looking at that front line for Leeds, it's very dynamic. It's very quick, skillful. Aerially, we shouldn't have a problem. So that's 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 a benefit last week. I mean, well, last week we shouldn't have had a problem when Lascelles got out jumped by a diver. So that didn't go well. But 
but yeah, but like Craig said, I think if if the youngster starts in the midfield for for Leeds, it's I mean, with with someone with Shelby's experience, he should be bossing bossing that midfield, and you'd hope Shelby and Joe Linton and Willock, or if Willock plays, that they can get on top in that in that area of the pitch. All right. Cheers. All right, so let's do score predictions and we'll wrap this up. So I'm going to go with an optimistic 4-2 defeat. <laughs> uh, optimistic in the sense that I don't even think we'll get two goals, frankly, but uh, I'm going to go for a 4-2 defeat. I don't normally like doing predictions where we lose, but, you know, we are where we are. Craig? Um, Hart wants three points, so my heart's going to say a 2-1 win, but my head says a 3-0 loss. Yeah. Uh, Timmy? 2-2 two, two draw. Ooh, two goals for you as well. And Dan, uh, try not to be biased, mate. Oh, well. <laughs> I fancy, yeah, I do fancy a win, guys. Sorry, but I got, I'm going for 3-1. 3-1, right. So uh, let's see what happens there. Um, the winner gets this Michael Owen DVD over here. Uh, <laughs> can't get rid of it. Yeah, there's a story behind that. I'm not bore you with it, but uh, if you get the score right, I'm going to send that across to you in the post, you lucky bastard. <laughs> and you can, you, can just, you can destroy that however you feel. Um, <laughs> all right, I think I'll do first, lads. Um, uh, thanks, Dan, for joining us today. It's been great no to have problem, you on, given us, no that, uh, given us that Leeds perspective. Very interesting. Um, best of luck to your boys for the rest of the season. Um, yeah, starting, starting after the weekend, obviously, because I want us to absolutely dry hump you lot. But uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't think it's going to happen, but yeah, best of luck no. for the rest of the season. Yeah, um, hopefully we'll see you lovely subscribers for the next episode, which will once again be a live watch along this weekend, uh, this Sunday, one o'clock in the morning, Queensland time or two o'clock in the morning, Sydney and Victoria time for this Leeds game. Um, yeah, it'll take us the rest of the week to get over it and uh, even longer if we don't win, frankly. Um, just before we finish, apparently Bobby's telling us that uh, Carlos is very close now. Two journals in Chris in Craig Hope and uh, Downey from Sky are both saying that it's very close now. So you never know. By the time uh, we play this Leeds game, we might have um, another fellow on his way. So fingers crossed for that. Um, but he won't be in time to actually play the game, unfortunately. So uh, as always, thanks for watching uh, or listening. Uh, we're available on Twitter. Uh, tune under pod our website is tune and we're on youtube and facebook too just search for tune under podcast uh don't forget to like follow subscribe all that stuff and especially give us your comments and questions um every bit of interaction helps us build this podcast i mean we're already the best in the southern hemisphere but that still is 50 percent of the planet that we still have to conquer you know <laughs> um come on uh uh, I know it's hard to believe, but we, we can actually get better. And, uh, and it's amazing, amazing to, to, to think about that. But because um, we're so mint, basically. Um, but we're all going to get bigger and better. We want to bring you a lot with us. So please give us those subscriptions and those likes and those follows. It means a lot to us. And uh, thanks for watching and listening. Uh, thanks, everyone. Stay safe out there. Cheers, boys. Cheers, boys. Um...